my beautiful trash dwellers. Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and me with me, Kirsty. Look, super quick one today because ugh, maybe you're as disappointed as I am with the Love is Blind reunion. There was not much a girl known. Um, they filmed this, they say in Feb, so kind of been that long ago. And look, I'm just really disappointed with Nick, the obviously Nick Lesser. I mean, you've been irrelevant for about 20 years, mate. Calm, calm your farm. And uh, Vanessa, particularly Vanessa, because I think Nick was just there to sit there and look pretty. Um, again, he's an aged uh, celebrity pop <laughs> pop icon at this stage. So... Uh, just, you know, not really necessary for that particular task at hand. But look, it, you know, each their own. Um, I'm sure he has some great qualities about him. They just didn't go deep enough. Vanessa, come on, girl, bring it. I'm disappointed. Side note, what was happening with her lashes? Did you guys uh, pick up on that? They looked like they were about to fall off the entire time or like someone gave her lashes that go straight down. It wasn't, it was very distracting, but yeah, I'm just going to smash through it because really, I mean, if you've been following the socials and I've only been following them very lightly because I was, you know, didn't want to get um, things ruined for me. You already know what I'm about to tell you. This was what, or, and what already went on in the reunion. It was not exciting. It was, yeah, I was disappointed. Let me know how you felt. Um, DM me on Insta or on, on Twitter. Twitter is She's Pernicious and uh, at, an Insta is just reality TV and me. So let me know what you thought because I was not impressed. Um, side note, and I guess if you listened to last episode with Kate Casey, you will already know, uh, very exciting news. They're hoping they're going to do another season, but not only that, they're going to, they're planning to do spinoffs. Hopefully we get a Lauren and Cam spinoff. Although I don't want anything to jeopardize their relationship because they are perfection personified. So who knows? Um, in fact, thinking on that, I don't know who I'd want to watch again. I kind of, like, I don't give a shit about Amber and Barnett. I already know that that show would just be, uh, like, some, it would just be so fucking boring. Same old bullshit jokes. I'm not keen. Damien and Giannina, I um, wouldn't watch that because... Even though I love their love story and I was invested, I'm off Giannina and her like scripted reality from watching her on her uh, social media accounts. It all just seems a little bit too fake for me. Sorry if you can hear rustling in the background. Um, as per usual, that's the kitten. She is leaving me today, you guys. In fact, in about half an hour, the previous foster carer is picking her up. I've just been looking after her for a couple weeks while she was on holiday. Oh, I'm so in love with her, but I can't adopt another cat. I can't adopt a kitten specifically because kittens get adopted. Elder cats do not and sickly cats. And so that's where I need to put my focus. But she's fucking adorable. Except for the other day, she um 
had a glass of water next to my bed and yeah, I woke up to her splashing that on my face. She spilt the entire glass. So that wasn't a great way to wake up, but then you look in those little eyes and she's just instantly forgiven. Well, what else can I tell you? So if you're not, if you're not up to date, this experiment was taken place a year and a half ago. So any of the couples and I'll go through them that are still together have been together for that amount of time, which is really good. I think, um, that's, that's a good sign, especially in the entertainment world to have a relationship last that long is quite good. I'm just making sure the cat's not getting into the bin. Naughty, naughty. Um, they talk about the dates and how, you know, we see this snapshot and this is a really fast paced show. It moves quite quickly. We in the pods for a few days and then straight bang into Mexico, then home, then meeting the parents. Like it was wham, bam, bam in, you know, 10 episodes. So it's, it's pretty intense. Um, but they would have dates that would often go for four hours at a time and be filming these dates with various people for up to 16 hours a day. So that kind of helps give you an insight as to how people got so deep so quickly because, I mean, there's nothing else to do in there except talk. So you can understand how people, you know, get to, you get past the small talk pretty quickly uh, and then you end up in territory where you're uh Lauren and Damien dating and talking in Star Wars voices for the entire time, which I thought was really fucking funny and super adorable. These just two dorks doing these little voices. Um, amazing. I love that's the, what I sort of think they should have got into more is I think it's really fun hearing about everyone dating everyone else and the crossovers and stuff. So yeah, that was interesting. And I would have liked to hear a bit more about that. Sounds like there wasn't really any more crushes, crossover crushes, except, you know, frat boy Barnett, um, who was just putting his metaphorical D in up in everyone's grill. So, okay, let's, where shall we begin? Kelly and Kenny. Kenny, I don't know, he's kind of, it's almost like a, he doth protest too much how happy he is. He couldn't be doing better. He's happily in a new relationship with someone else that isn't you, Kelly. And he is so happy that this is the best girlfriend for me. I mean, it's a little rough. I know it's been a year and a half, but you were engaged and walking down the aisle to this woman next to you. I mean, salt in the wound. Kelly's single. Calm down, you little bratus. What the dick? This cat, I swear to God. I'm sorry, we're just gonna have to put up with it. Cause I can't, I can't lock her in the room because she's leaving me. <sighs> Look, yeah, Kelly's single. She doesn't, she's kind of had a little bit of um, realization after watching herself that perhaps she has friend zoned a lot of her of really great guy friends and, you know, confesses that they're probably the ones that she should be marrying. Ding, ding, ding. 
but we can all relate to that you know like the nice guy is such a fucking cliche but the nice guy the nice boring stable guy is boring and stable and sometimes that and that sexual energy just isn't there as much and um that kind of can be you know a lot stronger in the early days it takes time to build things i think that if these guys had have dated out in the real world they could have actually worked out but too little too late kenny's moved on with his new gal pal and i'd love to see have seen a picture of those two together and just been able to you know stalk what she looks like maybe i'll keep my eyes on the socials and see if we uh, end up seeing any more of, of them together Damien and Giannina Malay, did you barely, they are actually dating. Um, yes, I'm really happy about that. They obviously didn't get married. They had that huge dramatic finale, which the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced that this was planned. And she was always wanting to do a runner because, I mean, that's fucking television gold and well done to her. Um... But they're happily together. They're dating. They talked it out. She, again, watched herself back and was like, oh, okay, he is actually a blessing to have put up with me through my highs and very dramatic, passionate lows that I'm exchanging passionate for emotionally manipulative and abusive. So I'm so glad they're together. They seem really cute and happy. She does seem like she's trying more. And um, just because I didn't mention it last episode, <laughs> when she like rips her dress and tries to give him the her, you could take your bow back. Lol, that just get tickled me in all kinds of ways. It was so savage. Um, yeah, so she she's, you know, admitting that she self-sabotages. I don't know, they look nice together and and... I wish them good luck. I do think she is way too into the socials um, and uh, and trying to gain a lot of traction from this. Maybe she wants to be an actress or a model. I don't know. But it, it, there is something disingenuous about her that I don't love. But I do like them together. And hopefully Damien grounds her a little bit. Little Carlton and Diamond. Diamond seems to be doing really well. She's working on a PhD. Um, Carlton, not so much. Look, these two are fucking, I don't know. Well, Carlton's a bit of a shit show. But I, I mean, didn't I call it? He was, he was saying, you know, he let fear take over, his fear of rejection. You know, he like says he would have done anything to be on the couch and be as happy as the people around him but he let that, that fear take over. I'm like, um, yeah, you could have asked Professor Kirsty over here and I would have told you that. I truly believed Diamond when she said that she just was trying to get more information, but he was so on the defensive that it was difficult for her to be supportive in that moment because if someone's attacking you, the first your first instinct isn't to be like, oh, okay, and um, tell me how that makes you feel and be sensitive and kind like it's difficult so I'm glad they gave her um an opportunity to talk about how you know she that isn't a good representation of who she is and who she wants to be but yeah Carlton 
I mean, it was rough rewatching that clip. Um, and rewatching the proposal, like he really, you know, he says it was the happiest day of his life. And, and, you know, I even thought that at the time he looked like he was a child jumping for joy. He was so happy. She was so happy. They were both crying watching, watching this story. Um, it was, it was difficult. And to hear that they've both received death threats for, you know, their, the, the way they handled, um, this, their relationship breakdown is disgusting. And, you know, let's just not do that guys. Let's just, if you feel like sending someone a death threat, let's just not like write it in a letter and put it in the trash. So then you've got it out of your system. You've sent it out into the universe, but you're not directly hurting anyone. Okay. Let's just do it that way. Um, what the fuck was that moment when, <laughs> when Carlton looks like he's about to propose to Diamond? Okay. That was probably the most exciting part of the entire episode. Bar Amber going to town on Miss Messica, but we'll get to that. He walks over to her, makes this huge speech, has the ring out, gets down on one knee. Diamond looks like she's about to vomit. Uh, she's so not buying into this, um, regretting all of her life choices, watching her life flash before her eyes. And then he gives her the ring back and asks her to forgive him. Just like, okay. Um, look, I really believe that he wants her back and he wants to try again, but I think I don't think, I think she's disengaged. She's, she's a busy gal now. She's working to get her doctorate. You missed your chance, boy. Um, side note, one vote over here for Mark and Diamond to get together. That was a kind of cute flirty moment between them two and Vanessa being like, well, you know, you're both single. I am not opposed to it. I think they're, you know, Diamond is mature enough for for a mark as opposed to Messica. So, you know, watch this space. I would be all up for that. I know they were joking around, but mm, I am saying no. I love how all the girls are like having to defend the fact that even though they talked on camera about how they weren't attracted to the boys, Kelly did this, um, Jess did this, they're like backtracking now. They're like, oh no, I meant like, I'm not attracted to him. Not that he's not attractive. Like, look at him. Okay, girl. Now just, you're just saying that because you get in the backlash and you can see that all of the, you know, there's all a bunch of girls coming out of the, um, the woodworks, all the fangirls, myself included that want a piece of these boys. But look, I sadly want a piece of Cam. And I would never take that away from Lauren because I love and respect her so much. <laughs> they got a puppy, you guys. They got a puppy. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Oh my God. When they were talking about kids, I just cried happy tears. I'm like, please start now. Start yesterday. And she's like, our kids could look like anything. They could be Drake. They could be Barack Obama. I'm like, yes. 
Aim for that president. Yeah. Oh my God. Barack can get it. Ugh. Am I right? I'm not so much into the sleepy eye look of Drake, but you know what? I'm not complaining. As long as those two make some beautiful caramel babies as of yesterday, I'm happy as a goddamn clam. Just like these two are. They've moved into their little home, the house that Cam uh, showed Lauren that he was living in. Oh, Cam, Cam's home, but Lauren was say our home because they've made it a home together. Wasn't clear if she still had her apartment or not. I'm going to say no, but don't fact check me on that. And it's just really nice. They sound like they're blending their families together really well. They're all getting to know each other. I mean, I was fucking, I was with Vanessa. I think we were all Vanessa in that moment. Like she was just crying and trying to talk through her tears. I'm like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Love is blind. Oh, it was just fucking goals watching these two. The other couple that actually did make it down the aisle are Barnett and Amber, of course. Hmm. Less of a great love story there. But, you know, um, and like just not as moving. I mean, you guys know that I think of them as the frat kids of, of the group. Um, they look really happy. And actually, Barnett does seem to have matured. And Amber does seem to be making him a better man, um, which is crazy. I don't think he'll ever be Cam level man, but he's doing, he's definitely improved. And, you know, to hear him even be able to talk about his emotions and the way that he was really shut down for a few years before entering the experiment is I think mature in itself and the fact that you know you are sitting in a box um and you like all you do have is to to talk about this stuff uh uh, opening your heart to somebody it's it's huge it's great so I mean I I'm I'm glad it worked for him and what about our girl Amber she is a walking eye roll right now. Every time Messica opens her dang mouth, Amber looks like she's having a rage blackout. It is quite amazing. Especially considering she dyed her hair platinum blonde in an homage to Jessica. Hmm, interesting, interesting. I wonder if that had anything to do with... Uh, the flashback to Barnett saying that Jessica is his number one out of his uh, horde of women that he had in tow. I'm not saying anything. But look, they made the right choice. These two belong together. I actually feel sorry for Jess. And I think the way she apologized to Amber was really classy. Maybe it's a little too late. Amber wasn't ready to accept it. She accepts the intent behind the apology, but not the apology itself as yet, which is fine. Like accepting an apology, you know, implies forgiveness and maybe she's not ready to forgive. So I get it that I'd be freaking furious as well, watching that back and seeing a drunk gal hanging off my man. Um, but yeah, I, I believe Jessica when she, you know, talks about 
her shame of drinking too much and, you know, not being happy with her actions on the show. So I, yeah, I mean, I accept on behalf of Amber, I accept her apology. It surprised me when they, um, oh, just before I moved on, um, Amber's so harsh. She's like, to see her throwing herself at him in Mexico, bitch, you shysty, which is a word that is brand new to me. And I'm going to be urban dictionarying that right after the podcast finishes. Um, I love it. And I'm going to try and use it as my word of the day. I hope you learn from this. And Jessica just solemnly nods. It actually hurt my heart because come on, we've all been that girl, right? Like you're having an insecure moment. You feel rejected. Alcohol's on tap. You know, your ex and his new girl are in the same room together. I mean, I would do more than Jess did. I would probably be throwing elbows. So, I mean, I think really she actually held herself together as best as any of us could. So I know I'm on her side. Plus like then we hear Amber talking about how I don't really didn't get this. If anyone understood this a little bit more than, than me, this is my take on it. So Barnett and Amber, and it has been a year and a half. So they have noticed some struggles when they go out that they're both quite flirtatious and they even talked about divorce at some stage that seemed to me come out of the blue, but again, fucking Vanessa Lachey didn't go deep. I mean, we just glossed over the D word. Come on, girl. I need some more information. Um, other weird thing they mentioned was that they moved out of the house because the house was haunted, y'all. What? Again, I would like more information. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I want that spin-off. Some kind of like, like a celeb- celebrity medium uh, cross love is blind situation where people fall in love with ghosts. I mean, I just came up with that and it's already my favorite show. So look, I don't know. Not much else to say. Um, Jessica also admits to, you know, f- struggling to accept love into her life and you know again called it um these are all just things that you know you learn in therapy that you have (laughs) deep deep seated childhood trauma and I've said it once I've said I'll say it I'll say it again I'll say it again go to therapy basically everyone on the cast could benefit aside from Cam, Lauren and Mark because they're angels and I love everything about them. Mark, oh, he's such a classy guy. He's so nice to Jess, even though I'm sure he had his heart broken. He seems to be doing really well. The only thing I picked up on was uh, when he was like, well, you still haven't made me Italian beef. I was like, oh, he wants to date her. And she was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. She doesn't want to date him. But he's not going to have any trouble with the gal sliding into his DMs. I am sure of it. 
Look, I think that's it from me. It was a really boring episode and um, boring reunion. And generally, reunions are my favorite thing of any reality TV show that I follow. So I was disappointed. Uh, Hopefully you listen to this and you don't waste the time watching the reunion yourself. But um, let me know what you thought of it, if you were as disappointed as me, or if you, you know, got everything out of it that that you felt like you needed. Hit me up on Instagram at Reality TV and Me. I'm Reality TV and Me on Facebook as well, or on Twitter. I'm She's Pernicious, and I'm also She's Pernicious on my personal Instagram. Just before I let you go, can you please write me a review, five stars on um, on the on whatever your podcast app is? It I know you hear it all the time, but it really does help us. Um, bump us up the charts a little bit and hopefully get more people listening. As far as I know, this is my last Love is Blind pod until um, the new episodes come out. So make sure you check out the Married at First Sight episodes I'm doing. Australian Maths is fucking off chops. I mean, I don't want to say too much if you haven't watched it yet, but there is a cheating scandal between the couples that's right. And there is a toothbrush in the toilet incident as revenge. It is wild. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really weird couples. A couple of new people just came on as kind of intruder couples. We lost four couples last week and gained two. So I still have um, way more people risking their uh, dignity on national television than in the American maps. If you want to watch a listen to the recaps on American maps, excuse me, I cover that weekly slash fortnightly with Erin Martin on the Pink Shade podcast. And um, that's a riot. We always have a good laugh. So you can check out any of those uh, links will be in the show notes. And I love you and goodbye.